You're listening to the Food Freedom Podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Murphy, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Food Freedom Podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating, mindset, and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom. We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and owner of Dylan Murphy Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here, from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. If I were asked to make a list of the top questions or the top topics that I get asked about in terms of nutrition and health and body image, emotional eating would for sure be in the top five and it would honestly maybe be number one. It's something I get asked about a lot and I also know that it's something that really most of us struggle with or have struggled with at some point in time. And from what I've seen with clients and just conversations on Instagram and conversations with friends is emotional eating can be a very overwhelming thing to navigate. And so today I'm going to share a proven process that I have that I walk all my clients through that can really help you to navigate your emotions and be able to see what tool is going to be the best fit to support the specific emotion that you're feeling. So before getting into that, I think it's really important to note that when talking about emotional eating, there is nothing wrong with emotional eating. I think it's easy to hear the term emotional eating or stress eating or overeating and immediately think that it's something bad, that you should feel guilty about it or that the idea of eating out of emotion is something that you'll never do. That's not true. Emotional eating is a very common thing, but like what I'm going to talk through in this process is it's really getting to the point of, okay, is food the best tool for this job or is there something non-food related that is going to better help me cope with this emotion? So in navigating emotional eating, the very first question that you want to ask yourself, so let's, let's use a scenario in, as I'm giving this example. So let's say you get home from work and you walk into the kitchen and you find yourself going to grab a bag of chips. And so before grabbing those bag of chips, maybe you ask yourself, okay, what is my motivation for eating right now? And sure, you may not literally ask yourself that after or before, I guess, before you eat, But for the sake of this example, it's helpful to really think through it in a literal way. So you ask yourself, what is my motivation for eating? And you have really one of two answers, either hunger, hunger slash like just craving desire or emotion, like you're stressed, you're bored, you're tired, you're insert whatever emotion you're feeling. And so in this process, first question you ask, based on your response to that question, you'll have several options. So let's say you answer that question and you realize, okay, I am hungry. It's four o'clock and I just got home from work. 
I haven't eaten food since 12 when I had lunch, so it's pretty normal for me to need food right now. So you realize, okay, I'm gonna eat these chips or eat something that will satisfy you until dinner. But let's say in asking yourself that question, you realize, okay, I'm not hungry. I'm not even really craving these chips that I reached for. So there must be some sort of emotion present. Now in answering that question of what emotion is present or do I notice any emotion, that takes some self-awareness and just being able to identify what emotions that we're feeling. Because it's also really easy for emotional eating to be a completely mindless and even subconscious thing where we walk in the door from work, open the pantry, grab the chips, sit down on the couch, turn on Netflix, and that's just our daily routine. And we don't even think twice about, okay, was I even craving those chips? Was I hungry? Did I want those? Or was that just a part of my routine that I don't even know if I enjoy or not? So it's helpful to step back. And sometimes it's more so analyzing a previous time. So maybe thinking about this example of something that maybe happened last week. And so in digging into what emotions, using this specific example, what emotions might be present in that moment of you get home from work, it's been a long day, so maybe you're tired. Maybe it was a really hard day at work, so maybe you're stressed. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're sad. Maybe something happened at work that made the day really hard. There could be tons of emotions that you're feeling. And so... Let's say you pick, you're feeling stressed. So you had a really long day at work, it was hard, maybe your boss got onto you about something, it just, it was a hard day. So you're kind of stressed, angry, and in navigating that, maybe you identify, okay, I'm feeling stressed, I don't think these chips are going to resolve my stress. Sure, they might temporarily numb the stress that I feel, make me forget that I'm stressed, but when I'm done eating them, the stress is going to be back again. So instead, what is helpful to ask once you've identified the emotion is then to see, okay, what do I think is the best tool for the job? So when I feel stressed, what do I need to help alleviate that stress and make me feel more peace and make my stress resolve? And that's another thing that can be very helpful for you just to dig into in more of like a neutral time is what I recommend to my clients of, okay, let's sit down, think through the main emotions that you feel. Maybe stress, anger, boredom, lonely. Just list out the emotions that you feel just kind of on a week-to-week basis, the typical emotions that you feel. And then what's helpful is then to write beside those emotions, okay, when I'm feeling stressed, what best helps me solve that besides food? When I'm feeling lonely, what best helps me tend to that emotion besides food? And go through that with all of those different examples. So then when you're in a real life situation and you're feeling stressed, you don't have to then take time in that moment of like, okay, I'm stressed. I don't think I need to eat. So what should I do? because that can be overwhelming. I think a lot of us have been told from, I don't know, maybe an early age that it's not always best to make decisions on like the super highs of emotions or the super lows of emotions. So it can be helpful when you go into those situations. It's almost like you have a roadmap of like, okay, I remember 
yesterday morning when I was journaling and writing through what I need when I'm stressed, one of the things I wrote down is, okay, I need to give myself time to just brain dump what I'm stressed about, what's in my head, and maybe start scheduling things out, time blocking, doing something like that if it's stress related to work. Or maybe you're bored and so you'd identified, okay, if I'm bored, if I go on a walk, that helps. If I listen to a podcast, maybe if I call a friend, maybe I clean out my closet that I've been needing to do for forever. Side note, I finally <laughs> cleaned out my closet. That'd been one of my goals for quarantine, which we have now been in for quite a few months. <laughs> so don't mind me just taking a long time to get to that. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, so you get in the situation and now you feel empowered of how to navigate it of, okay, I'm feeling stressed. I'm going to take time to brain dump and really put pen to paper, map out my week, map out this project I have to complete, plan out how I'm going to clean my house, whatever the task may be. So then you do that. And then what you can do after that is then revisit the food and see, okay, do I still want chips now? Or did I just want what I thought the chips were going to do? Did I think that eating the chips was going to help erase my stress? And now maybe I don't even want the chips anymore. Or you may realize, okay, I did that. I resolved my stress. Or maybe I helped find a way that will help resolve my stress. A lot of times in doing this exercise, it's not like you walk away and you're like, oh, no stress anymore. Or, oh, I'm no longer bored. I'm no longer lonely. But it's something that can really help in the moment. But maybe you do that exercise and then you realize, okay, actually, I'm still kind of craving chips. So I'm going to go back and grab them. But you know, okay, I've still given myself space and navigated the emotion I was feeling instead of just putting a Band-Aid on it. Because what can happen is if we continually stay in this cycle of emotional eating and never using anything else to navigate our emotions, we're basically piling emotion on emotion on emotion where eventually it burst and we have an emotional breakdown or we go and binge eat everything in our pantry because we're so emotional with probably a wide variety of emotions. So this allows you to address the emotions in the moment. Now in describing this, I know that this exercise is so easier said than done because like I mentioned a minute ago, this can be such a subconscious thing where we walk in, we've eaten the bag of chips before we even know. And then we're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And so that's why, like I've said, really reflecting back on like, okay, when is a time recently that I've emotionally eaten? I guess that's the word, eaten. <laughs> um, when is a time recently that I've eaten out of emotion? And let me reflect through that and see what I learned from that what I could do differently next time, what I really needed in that moment. Because the more we put that into practice, the easier it is to do this in real time. Because if we're working on autopilot, it's hard to have to hit that pause button and ask ourselves, what's my motivation for eating? Is food the best tool? If food isn't the best tool, what is the best tool for the job? And then remembering, like I said, that there's nothing wrong with emotional eating. I want to say that over and over and over again because I see so many people come to me just feeling so guilty and so shame-filled that emotional eating is something that they struggle with. <clears throat> but I think it's important to remember that 
in thinking about emotional eating, it's not even just negative emotions. Like maybe you're celebrating something. Maybe you it's your birthday and you want to go to your favorite donut shop in town because it's your birthday. And also you don't need an excuse to go to your favorite donut shop in town. It could be a random Tuesday. But you go to your favorite donut shop in town. That's emotional eating, but there's nothing wrong with that. And that would be an example of when you do this, what is my motivation for eating? And you see, okay, sure, I'm not hungry, but it's my birthday. I'm happy. I'm in a celebratory mood. And food is a way that I can really tap into that. And sure, there's other things. Maybe you go with friends to that. Maybe your friends do something else fun to celebrate that has nothing to do with food. But that's where it's really important to remember that emotional eating looks so different in so many different situations where it can have, it can deal with the more positive emotions like happiness, glad, celebrating, excitement, all of that. And it can also relate with the negative emotions. Like I was talking with a client the other day. And if I remember correctly, I think that she has just been having a really hard time with quarantine and having to come home from college early. And then now her next semester of college is going to be so different than she expected. And we were talking and she was like, you know, I realized one night that all I needed is just to eat ice cream and sit on the couch and watch Netflix because I'd been having tons of conversations about what next semester would look like and how it was going to be so different. I talked with my roommates. I had done all these other things and I just needed some ice cream and to watch Netflix. And that is great. And that is a perfect example, again, of how there there's nothing wrong with emotional eating. But with this situation, this client had enough self-awareness and we've been digging so much into emotions that she was able to see, okay, I know that by choosing to eat ice cream and watch Netflix, I'm not trying to numb or avoid this emotion, but I know that food is one of the tools that I can use to support this emotion. And so right now, that is the tool that I need. Tomorrow, maybe it'll be different. Maybe I'll need to make plans for what the semester is going to look like. Maybe I'll need to sit down and talk with my friends to process things. Maybe it'll be totally different. But it's helpful and so relieving when you can really navigate that so clearly. So like I mentioned, I know this is way easier said than done. And if you're listening to this in real time, which is let's see, on Tuesday when this comes out, it'll be July 14th, then we are about to open our next round of group coaching for Free Method Academy. The group will start in August. And so if you are needing more help with your relationship with food and with navigating emotional eating and really navigating your emotions in the first place of knowing, okay, when I'm stressed, what does help me relieve that stress besides food? When I'm angry, what helps me relieve stress besides food? And also even beyond all that, if you need help walking away from diets and really establishing lasting habits that stick so that you never have to diet again, this group coaching program is for you. You can find out more information about it on freemethodnutrition.com academy. And from there, you'll see the link to apply. And 
basically the application is a just short form that you'll fill out to tell us a little bit about your history with diets and what you're struggling with most and we'll hop on a quick call for you to make sure we get you in the best program that's the best fit for you and get you in a cohort that's really going to support your needs so if that is something that sounds intriguing to you we would love for you to apply and feel free to slide into our dms at free method nutrition on instagram with any questions that you have as well so i hope this episode is so helpful for you as you begin navigating emotional eating and i will see you next time